This podcast is sponsored by PICC, Florida's leading public adjusters for 22 years of handling residential commercial claims in Florida. Dealing with an insurance company when having a property loss can be discouraging. Let PICC encourage you and maximize your compensation. Please call us at 305-956-3666. Good morning. Today's class is Daniel Bensara. Daniel Bensara, Elisheva Margali Beshefer Leib, Eretub Menchaya. Also, success in your Shemayim, Elisheva Navaga, Diyam Elisheva, Emin Elisheva, Shefer Elisheva, Reina Makaptova Rasha, also, Foshle Mechana Bat Adel, and Reina Bat Bahia. All right, today's class, we're going to take a book, um, Living a Line by Baruch Gardner, Lesson 177, Lakute Moran, and also a little bit on the 12 steps. Connecting to the, the energy of this week, the sphere of this week is obviously Teferit, Teferi represents beauty, splendor, but mostly it, it, it represents truth, connecting to, connecting to the truth. And I was doing a group the other day in my recovery center, and there's, this, there's always this one line that I always go to, um, that I think it's, it's, it's an amazing line in the big book. And it's a, it's a line that pretty much, I would say it's a spiritual way of saying koachma. Whenever we want to go back to surrender, what is, you know, surrender could be very confusing. What am I surrendering? What am I surrendering to, etc. So the, 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 the common language of surrender really, really is acceptance. Acceptance. And this is the, you, you have to really, really know how to accept the situation. I'm just going to read a little line by the, by the big book, which is very connected to this class, because this class is connected to, it, today's sphera is, today's sphera is, Netzach Shebetiferet. So you're dealing with an eternal truth, connecting to the truth long-term. It's an eternal, it's a, it's a long-term victory. And it's a mindset. I mean, when we're, when we're talking about Tiferet Shebetiferet, you're, you're connecting to a, a, a mindset. And we keep on working in our lives and trying to fight you know, situations in our lives. And we have to really, really find a way to accept them and then once we accept them, you're going to see things are going to get better. And there's a great story in the book, Living a Line, exactly what this is, exactly, pretty much exactly saying this. So the, the, the quote from the book, book says, And acceptance is the answer to all my problems today. When I am disturbed, it is because I find some person, place, thing or situation, some fact in my life unacceptable to me. And I can find no serenity until I accept the per- that person, place, thing, or situation as being exactly the way it's supposed to be at this moment. Now, it says at this moment. It doesn't mean it's going to be like that forever. But to get something to eventually change, you have to accept where you're at. Right? You have to accept where you're at in the moment. There's always a moment. You know, many times people will say, hey, what, what do you talk about in his bodhidut? Well, Depending on the menu of the week, depending on what's going on in my life at this moment. When we're referring to the, to the moment itself, there's always a different moment that's passing by in your life. The moment is constantly changing, and, you ha- and the whole point is connect to God at that moment. And once you have that, that concept, then you're going to have more serenity. The whole purpose of accepting where you're at right now and not fighting what it is, is it allows you to have a little bit of serenity. Because if you don't have serenity, and you're busy fighting God, and at the end of the day, we're, not gonna, we're never going to get anywhere. 
And this is extremely important to understand because you can't change something you're not aware of. So sometimes God wants you to, 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 to recognize that he wants you to accept where you're at right now. And it's ex- extremely difficult because it's, we're, we're, sometimes we're, we're, it's the resistance to the fighting that we're doing that's causing the problem. And Rabbi Nachman mirrors this in Lesson 177. And he says that the ultimate goal is that we should get to a point where we should want what God wants. And we've said this many times. This is very, very similar to the concept when we say Kaddish. We're, we're elevating the kingship of God. When I'm saying Kaddish, right, we're saying his great name, etc. And Rabbi Nachman says this, and he says, no, when a person is content with and disposed towards God's will, exactly as he wills it, he is then giving reign to his kingship. Basically, you're, 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 you're giving, you're, it connects you to the, to the energy of machut, which is kingship, which is emuna, which is faith. For the essence of machut, the essence of, of emuna, we can say the word machut really means faith also. Because faith means things are exactly the way it's supposed to be, exactly at this moment. This is, in this world, he created accordance to his will, and reign be given to his machut. However, when a person wants some other will, distinct from God's will, then that eventually will cause a form of arrogance, and then pretty much everything will go backwards. So the remedy always in life, when things are going chaotic, is to surrender to God's will. It's to recognize, I have to accept where I am right now, and that is the truth. The truth is accepting. Accepting where you're at right now, in the situation, and wanting and recognizing there's a lesson to be learned there. Doesn't mean you're going to be there forever, but you do have to accept. When we walk around with, with lack of acceptance, remember, resistance to acceptance is suffering. And suffering without meaning is despair. So the, way we, the reason why we're getting to despair in the first place is because we're not accepting the situation. And this is where in the big book, you know, the guy, you know, imagine a, a typical person, he's, he's, on, he's, a, he's got an active addiction, He's lost a lot of his family, he's lost a lot of his friends, lost a lot of his money. And he has to accept where he is right now in order to change. And it's, it's a brutal, brutal truth. And it's very hard to tell somebody, hey, you have to recognize right now, you are the problem and you are the solution. Imagine telling somebody that. But that's the only way he gets, he get, he, that he gets the, the gift of rock bottom. So I, I believe everybody should listen to, to, to read the, 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 the big book. Because the big book has a lot of truth, there's nothing but truth in it. It's cold truth. And that's where even the first step, the first step in the big book says, we've admitted we were powerless over our alcohol or whatever your addiction is. You have to admit there's a power in being powerless. There's a, a, your ability to accept something as is, is basically you're saying, when I accept God the way you want it, I'm now accepting your will. That allows me to eventually get to the next level. And it says step one is really connecting. This first step, what is the first step? Is connecting to honesty. Because you cannot connect to honesty. Just, there's a Pasuk that says God is close to those who call them out to Him in truth. Today is this week is Teferit. This week is connected to the truth. The truth might piss you off, but it'll set you free. And this is sometimes we have when our spouses, our spouses tell us the truth. We don't want to hear it. 
we go straight into denial, we go straight into this. But the bottom line is, the truth will set you free, but it will piss you off. And that's the problem. And we don't, we don't want to hear the truth. We don't want to hear the truth. And it says, we admitted that we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives have become unmanageable. We, not, not them, us, that means we are in this together. That means no more denial, no more blaming others. Your dependencies controlling your life is recognizing, you have to admit it. You have to admit that this action is, control, is destroying your life. You know, many times I've, I've tried, I've read, I've tried to work on some things myself, and I've said, I am powerless over this. I really can't stop it. <laughs> I know these things, I've tried them, and some things in my life I could say, I, I could say I'm completely powerless to, because there's no way I can control it myself. I've tried a thousand times. I prayed for it, and it didn't work. But when you get to that point of powerless, that's when you actually get the greatest power. Because then you don't, you don't blame yourself for failing all the time. You recognize the creator of the world. You'll give it to me when you're going to give it to me. And maybe I need more ratzon. Maybe I, mean, I need more desire. Maybe, you want, maybe this is about the journey. But when you get to that point in your life, then you'll recognize you, you, long, you no longer stop fighting. We also have to accept that there's a lot of, a lot of baggage from our previous lives in this world. We have no idea, and nobody here is a first-time customer. There's a lot of baggage here. I'm going to be honest with you. There's a lot of baggage in relationships. There's a lot of baggage in life. People come with a lot of baggage. People come, just imagine how much baggage people come with from previous relationships to new relationships. Imagine how much baggage you have from a previous lifetime. Can you just imagine? So the whole point is here is not to beat yourself up over and over. It's to just start accepting that this is my tikkun, this is my mission in my life, you know, and each one of us have this, t- and, and this, this, this story pretty much is exactly what, what we want. So he talks about the, the Arizal wrote a book called Charles Yilgulim, The Gates of Reincarnation, and it talks about how people come in this world, basically, they get reincarnated based on what they did in the past lifetime, etc., and what they need to repair. And it says, the infinite one leads us to a path of individual and collective soul repair. A man came and visited the Arizal in Sfat with a personal problem. He and his wife had just couldn't get along. Believe this happened in the 1500s. People were having shalom by problems in the 1500s. Huh? Nothing's new under the sun, guys. Although he spent years and years trying to appease his wife, his wife snipped at him constantly. In turn, he would fire back. Their home was a complete battleground. Maybe the great sage would be able to offer some advice to his, to, so his house could be peaceful. When the man entered the Arizal's room, the sage immediately looked up and said, the woman you're married to makes you suffer because you had a debt to pay in a previous incarnation, reincarnation. It was you that made her life miserable. So she is merely God's instrument to bring you to, about your soul repair. You must do your best to accept how she deals with you. Be grateful that your repair involves nothing worse. The man went home completely changed with a changed attitude. His wife began to berate him. He nodded calmly and wouldn't respond. If she brusquely ordered him around, he would think, I'm sure that this is repairing the damage that my soul caused from before. These thoughts made his life bearable, even happy. Because he says it's part of the tikkun. 
After days of this change of behavior, his wife decided she wanted some answers. It was hard for, him to, for her to fight with nobody sparring back. She said, you've been very different since you went to go see that rabbi. What did he tell you? I don't know why he told her. I mean, that's another question. When he heard her husband was reluctant to divulge their conversation, she pestered him, told him, what did he tell you? Eventually he told her the truth. I have no complaints because you are, you, when we, you and me fight, you're actually helping me. I will love you exactly the way you are, wherever you do, unconditionally. The wife was so, in, she was so pissed off, she cried out, help you? If being hard on you is helping you, then from now on I'm going to be sweet so you don't get your soul repair. The following day, the man ran back to the Arizal. The Holy Rebbe, my wife has been starting to be so good to me, but it's only from spite. She won't cooperate anymore in repairing my soul. The sage smiled and says, no, she's being kind because you've finished your rectification. Now you can go home and live in peace. Amazing lesson. Now you can go home and live in peace. So there could be, this, this situation could be that you could be single a certain amount of years. You could be struggling financially a certain amount of years. You could be struggling, shalom bayit. It's because you're fighting, we're fighting the, the tikkun. You're fighting the tikkun that this is why we're, we're, we're dealing with this. And that's sometimes, we don't know what the tikkun is. But there's, there's something in our lives that is constantly, constantly bugging us. And it's not getting better the way we're handling it. So when you maybe try this different method and say, you know what, this is, this is where I am. I mean, this is what, maybe I got past lifetime. But when you're besimcha, the whole point the whole point of, of what our sages tell us is when you have the better attitude, when you're in a tough situation, that liberates the Shekhinah and makes the ultimate tikkun. We all want to dwell in misery. We all want to complain. We all want to blame the other person. We all want, but we're not, at the end of the day, you almost have to pretend like you're, you have an active addiction. And you have to recognize you are completely powerless. You are completely powerless over the situation. As much as you want to sit there and change it, and et cetera, et cetera, you can only change it when you accept it. When you accept it, but you have to accept it with what? Accepting it that that's God's will at the moment. And this is where the Pasuk says, when a person brings God as a partner in his distress, double the livelihood comes to him. He gets double the livelihood. Just to, we, have to just, we, have to really, we have to really ponder that. How many, how many things in life are we resisting? How many things are, is it our partners? Is it our, is it our kids? Who knows in a, in a child, you know, you could have, you could have been the bad child. Now you came to this world to fix this situation. We have no idea. We have no idea what is happening. And there is the concept of Gilgul. And there is a code to fix. This is why at the end of the day, Emuna, you know, Rabbi Nachman said that most people, they, they consider faith a very, religion a big thing, but faith a very minor thing. So what, what would be the problem? Okay, you're religious, then your life is, is becoming unmanageable because you can't understand you're doing this and you can't fix this. No, he says, imuna, faith should be the major thing. Faith should be the major thing. And faith is basically recognizing that a person has to nullify his will to the will of God. He should have no other will whatsoever than what God wants at this moment. Whether it be children or money, God forbid, he should know, not want any other will but God's will. 
And this is where we're, when we say when we say the Kaddish, it's not saying the situation is is not to be changed. God forbid, we're not saying that, but we're saying that you have to first accept the situation to get the lesson in the situation in order to get out of the situation. Resisting the situation is not getting you into this aligning to God's will. So this is where you know when you go back to the big book and you go back to the. It's all about surrendering. It's all about acceptance. It's all about give me the serenity to recognize the things I could change and let me understand the difference with things I can't change. And let me understand the difference because we all have this obsession to control. And this is why when I, when I really go to my facility, it's, it is, there's no greater lesson than seeing people with act, when you see active addictions, heroin, it really, you can really see our problems. We have an addiction that we think we can control people. We have an addiction that we think we can control money. We can control and we can worry about it. That is an addiction. You have an addiction to fear, and these are the addictions. You have an addiction that you want to change people. And these are the things in life that are going to make you absolutely miserable. And there's a, there's a great line from um, this book, Alan Cohen, on how to have a miserable life, right? And he says, 10 reasons why your life might be miserable. Number one, you give your power away. Right? We give away our power away to things we can't change. Number two, you expect it to be like that. Number three, you get fooled by appearances. Number four, you waste energy on things that you know are going to bring you dead ends. Number five, you keep on trying to prove yourself. Number six, you say yes when you mean no. Number seven, you think you can do it yourself without your creator. Number eight, you try to fix other people. That's exactly what the Arizal says. You try to fix other people. That's, 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 that's a guarantee that segulot to be miserable. These are 10 segulot, how to be miserable. There's actually a great book called How to Be Miserable. So if you do the opposite, number nine, you starve your soul. That's a way to be miserable. And number t- 10, you forget to enjoy the ride. So, obviously, we are, we are all dealing with situations, but again, try to get to the, if the first step in recovery is admitting you're powerless over this. I cannot change, I have to accept where I'm at right now, I have to accept that I'm single, I have to accept that I'm doing here. After The acceptance itself will bring you serenity, and the serenity will bring you to joy and calmness. But when we keep on fighting what is, we wake up with this agitation and we wake up with not wanting to live the next moment and we, want, we wake up not wanting to deal with the next day. And it becomes, life becomes what? It becomes extremely, extremely burdensome. And like Lou Holt says, it's not the load in life, it's how you're, how, you're, how you're bearing the load in life. How you're bearing, how you're holding the load. We all have a load. But we can cast a load on our Creator that's why, our, really, you should, you should part of, of one of the greatest prayers, Hashem, please, I just want to accept what you want. I want to accept what you want. I keep, we keep on saying that. It's because that is really the goal of prayer, is really to get to, to, get to a point where Akiva Katat says, you should want to get what God wants. You should get, imagine the, the son prays and says, listen, right now I don't want what my father wants, but I know my father knows better. I want what my father wants. You know how much it would make the father happy? But right now the kid wants something else. And the father wants something else. 
And it's, this is all what it's all about. So whatever situation you're in, whatever, it's not, it's not the complications that are going to get you out of this problem. What's going to get you out of this problem is simplicity. Rav Nachman keeps on going back to ba- basics. Simplicity, simplicity, simplicity. And, su- and simplicity means, I, thank you Hashem, I love the situation as is. I love the situation as is. I love exactly the way it is right now. If it's my repair from a past lifetime, then I'm going to deal with it the right time. And the, when you change the attitude, the repair is over. That's the whole point. Just like this guy changes attitude, the repair is over. So may we all have the strength to connect to this, to this nikuda, to this point of, of netzak shebitiferet, which connects to being connected to the truth eternally. It's not just uh, one day. It's an eternal victory. Acceptance is an eternal victory. Acceptance is not a short-term victory. It's recognizing that there's going to be things in life that are going to be unmanageable, and I'm not going to, I can't change everything. I can change myself, this is where Wayne Dyer says it best. He says, when you can't change the things in life, you have to change the way you look at them. When you can't change situations in life, it forces you to change the way you look at them. It's very, very, Richter Frankel says it pretty much said, if you want something you never did, you never had before, you have to do something you never did before. All, all concepts with the same concept. Hashem, help us all. We should all merit to have a great day. Have a great day.